up, America? Here we are. Um, yes, we all took off Labor Day weekend. I hope you had a great weekend, safe and fun. With we were all in labor. You know, so um, we're going to start our podcast here. Boy, we're not short of stuff going on. I'll tell you guys. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, just, you know, just touch on it a little bit, is the fires that are happening out. And uh, what a coincidence is that in Oregon and California, the two places that, um, you know, have uh, riots going on. Um, mm-hmm. And like 26 people, unfortunately, have been killed in these, these fires already. And, um, you know, a lot of it, you know, you, you could say what you want, but um, now they're getting ready for the Santa Ana winds in California. And everybody knows that uh, fires in California are kind of like standard, like hurricanes in Florida. I right. mean, you kind of expect them every year. But, you know, over the last, I want to say probably maybe eight years or maybe better, um, you know, these, these um, I don't know, leftists, whatever you want to call them. And what leftists, you're welcome on the call, by the way. You know, we welcome everybody. Um, is that we, we they they've taken it to position that they don't want to touch for ecology reasons, any of these forests. And in the past, in the past, they used to do deforestation Mm -hmm. purposely to keep from fires getting Mm -hmm. so hot and moving so fast. Well, you know, over the last several years, they haven't done that because they don't want to hurt the forest. You know, they won't, they don't want to do any of that stuff. And this is one of the reasons why this stuff comes back. I mean, granted, it's always dry out there. Granted, they get a lot of winds off the ocean, but I mean, why they haven't taken this into, because this is something that's been done by the professionals for years to deforest these big, 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 you know, forests to keep from, from this stuff spreading. I saw on television that some uh, families started cutting down uh, tree, their own trees behind their house. They started cutting down trees in between other trees to keep, should the fire get close, it doesn't have any more fuel. Well, you know, a couple of years ago when, um, this really first started being noticed. I mean, it was like three years ago or whatever. And um, they were discussing the same thing that you're doing uh, about, uh, you know, uh, get rid of the underbrush and, and whatever, and basically, you know, uh, clearing it out to eliminate the fuel. And President Trump had even said that yeah, he mentioned specifically that this was this was a problem that that by doing or not doing what they've been doing um that's creating the problem making it worse and all the left media did was rebuke him and saying he was trying to deflect the obvious uh ramifications of global warming (laughs) that somehow always makes its way back into the picture um but, you know, I, I saw pictures. I don't know if you guys had an opportunity to see the pictures of San Francisco where the whole sky was orange. Yes. And I want to I tell you something. It was pretty eerie. And um, they claim, Oregon claims, this is the worst they've ever seen. The mm-hmm. fire is the worst they've ever seen. And, you know, a part of me, don't get me wrong, guys. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really that spiritual. I do believe in God and, you know, and everything else. But it's almost like it's his way of saying, wake up. In other words, like these sanctuary cities and these sanctuary states that aren't taking care of their states, you know, he's got these blazing fires coming through to like maybe straighten everybody out or wake up out there. I mean, call me crazy. But, you know, when I saw the orange thing, I thought about all the things they call the guy. They call the president orange, the orange man. The orange yeah, man. yeah. Orange and here man. all of a sudden the sky is all orange. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, and I just went, oh, boy, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just hope. I hope they get control of it. I hope people stay safe out there because they are pretty bad. But uh, again, 
fires this time of the year in California are like, like I said, hurricanes in Florida, right? Tornadoes in Kansas. This is something you can expect every year. Now, you watch when these fires are over. The next thing you're going to hear about in California, which you do every year, is the mudslides. I mean, this mm-hmm. is what happens with the rains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have two friends who live out in California, uh, both in Burbank. And um, one of them uh, is a street performer out there and the other is retired. And uh, the one who's retired, he's been out there, what, maybe about 15 years, almost 20 years at this point. And, you know, when you talk about the fires to him, it's like, yeah, it's, it's it happens all the time. You know, it's something they live with. It's not a, you know, so, yes, this this one is just a little bit more, you know, again, with the orange skies and it's a little bit more excessive, but you're always going to have a time when it is more excessive, right? There have right, been times right. in the past when hurricanes were absolutely horrible, when nobody was talking about global warming. That's right. That's you know? right. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. Of course. This is, it's cold weather. Yeah. It's cold weather and, you know, and, and climate change, you know what I mean? Because the climate does change and it's in cycles, right? It's in cycles. We just have it's been cycles. changing since the ice age and they exactly. just don't want to, they just don't want to address that. This, yeah. this is not new. And, you know, and when they talk about it also, they forget the fact that one major volcanic eruption puts more nonsense into the atmosphere than 100 years of industrialization. And they just won't admit that. And it's just nope. unbelievable. Nope. You know, you know Mike, guys, I think, I don't Tony, don't you think it's like, um, I mean, they're just trying to find line items, bullet oh, lists of what to, what to run on. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what, what's their platform? I mean, Trump has really addressed everything he said he was going to do. He either did or tried as damn well hard as he could. And mm-hmm. we, we know why the things haven't, you know, in four years in the government. I mean, that's like, you know, I don't know, dog years or something. Seven yeah. longer, <laughs> you know, so it takes seven times that long to do it. But, you know, the, the reality is that they don't they don't have a platform. Trump's got this all this stuff. All You know what they're grasping at now he didn't shut the country down soon enough therefore mm-hmm. uh, i heard it uh today the, the their Again, every, all the yeah. businesses are compiling together got together i don't know if it's a class action or what but there's over a thousand businesses in new york calling for de blasio to get the streets under control in mm-hmm. in manhattan so the businesses can so they can go back and open their businesses. Are we still screwing with that with these guys? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, what a crime. You know, in, in, in conjunction with that, I read something else today, how the ongoing riots in Portland, Oregon. Now, I used to live out there. I lived right across the river in Vancouver, Washington, Port, from Portland, Oregon. So I'm very, very familiar with the city of Portland, lived out there for many years. And that was a beautiful city. It was always, you know, kind of leaned a little bit left in RT and everything else, but it was really just a beautiful place. <clears throat> and I read today that after, I think it was 107 days of rioting out in, out in Portland, the mayor has now, instead of trying to take a step forward to help get the rioting and, and the destruction under control, he has now, get this, banned the police from using tear gas. That's right. To, dis- to disperse the crowds. That's right. Wow. Are you kidding me? It's insane. No. And, and I'll tell you, the police came back and said, listen, you don't understand that this is the best option to disperse crowds. If we mm-hmm. don't use this, 
Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot more physicality involved, and people are going to get hurt. Hey, TT, just That's issue fine. a whole bunch of 308 rounds, buddy. I mean, they yeah. got they got those they got well, those ARs, hey, man. Just pump them in there, and you're going down. That's it. Let's talk about rounds here now. So, so now there's a there's an ammunition shortage. There is. I don't know if you read this before. Mm-hmm. They can't. Um, they can't. They can't keep it on the shelves. They just can't. They just can't. They just can't fill it up fast enough. Um, uh, and you know, guns are just flying off the shelves too. But you know, swinging back to what you're talking about um, with these mayors and these governors of these liberal states. I don't know if you guys know this, and folks, I don't know if you're listening, you know this, but bankruptcies from last July to oh, yeah. August this year are up 244% for businesses. It's what they want. It's what, they, it's what they've Correct. wanted the all along. Okay, so this is not going to be, this is quietly celebrated right now mm-hmm. on, on the other side. Yeah. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty sad. It uh, is sad because these are people's lives. Some of these people they don't care. Their whole lives. They generate some of these. Some of these businesses are generations. Like their their parents or grandparents, you know, started them, and they, they continue. And now now they have to file bankruptcy. And who knows? They're going to probably lose everything and anything. You know, they um, just don't care about it. It it doesn't. If it doesn't, uh, you know, if it propagates their agenda, they don't care who the sacrifices are. Um, are, are, are being made by it. They, they don't care. The end well, let's, justifies let's hope, the means. Yeah, yeah, well, let's hope these self-serving slugs get a message this November because anybody <clears throat> who's got a half a brain and folks, if you listen, and I don't mean to insult you, but... Um, I do. You know, yeah, well, you know, just take, <laughs> just take the people out of the picture, forget your political persuasion, and just look at what this man has done. Just think about what he's done in four years. Can you imagine? And listen to me carefully. Can you imagine what could be done if they all worked with him? Cooperated. This, this guy might be able to cure world hunger. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, because the guy knows what he's doing. He's got the business acumen of all of them put together, you know, more business acumen than all of them put together. And that's why stuff's getting done. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Say what you want, but that's why this stuff's getting done. A businessman is running the biggest business in this country, which is the government. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, speaking of um, government, you know, I see Texas, you know, we talk about the uh, whole balloting thing. Um, Texas won uh, in their court of appeals um, the fact that if you, re- you ask for a, uh, they had a law on the books. That if you wanted, if you were under 65, you and you requested an absentee ballot, you had to give an excuse for it. No, there had to be a specific reason. Right. Mm-hmm. You're under 65 that you're asking for it. And of course, the Democrats came out and sued the state and it went to appeals court and the state upheld it. So, again, if you're over 65, you're a senior citizen, you're allowed to uh, request an absentee ballot without any restrictions. Anybody under 65 that asks for an absentee ballot has to give a specific reason why they're requesting an absentee ballot. I think that's very good. Me too. Uh, you know, keep down on the, uh, the fraud because you know this is going to be a goat rodeo come this November when these ballots start coming in through the mail. Already this stuff is going sideways, you know, mm-hmm. places. Um, you know, hey, but all, hey, also on a, on, a, on a funny note, guys, I mean, I don't know if it's funny or not. But um, it's kind of like with all that's going on in the world, um, they uh, th- this this township in in Florida, <laughs> in Florida. I'm sorry for laughing because I just can't get over it. Um, 
this township in Florida had a law on the books that um, you weren't allowed to wear your pants down off your ass, right? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your ass wasn't allowed to hang out. Uh, and personally, I never cared whether somebody wore Hanes or BBDs. You know, I just, if I'm standing in line to buy a hamburger, I don't want to see somebody's ass in my face. You know what I'm saying? Well, how do you do the open carry down there with your pants down by your, where do you, uh, I don't understand, probably, Tony. You got to really. Got ankle, they probably got ankle holsters. Who the hell knows? I got maybe you. That's, maybe that's what's pulling their pants down. Who knows? You know? Um, but yeah, so this, so this town um, in Florida, and the name escapes me right now, but uh, they had a law on the books that you couldn't, you know, have your pants down around your ankles. Um, oh, it's in Opalaka, Florida City. This oh, Opalaka, Opalaka. Okay. Yeah, in Florida. They, um, so now they just rescinded, they took away that law. So now you can wear your pants down around your ankles again. Oh, boy. I mean, you with, think about, you know, just step out of the box for a minute. With all the stuff that's going on in this country, mm-hmm. somebody actually brings that up in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, you got a law on the books that says you, you got to wear your pants. You got to wear your pants. And somebody must have come up and said, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal if their pants falls down or their ass is hanging out. They're, you know, they're showing their BBDs. You know, I'm sorry. I do have a problem with that. When I'm getting my McMuffin in the morning, that's the last thing I want to see. You know what I mean? Honest, you know, but that's so, yeah. So this this gives you the mentality of these these townships that are run by these wackadoos. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, they are just just yeah. just wackadoos. Well, you know? it, it, it just shows what they're prioritizing, you know. And when we, yeah, like you said, with everything else that's going on in the world, this yeah. is this is your what is, is taking your time. Right, exactly, right. That's this is brought up at a, at a board meeting. Really, I mean, really. This is what I say. Like that's really the business that people want you to take care of. Honestly, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, that's embarrassing. I, I, I'd be embarrassed to have my name associated with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, I've always, <laughs> I've always said, you know, me and Montana have had these conversations many a time where we try to picture like the, uh, the Congress, you know, all surrounded a table and they're trying to generate revenue. Right. And they figure, all right, what else can, you know, come up with some tax solutions, you know, and, and somebody raises their hand and says, I got an idea. What is that? What's the idea? We're going to tax you when you die. And everybody looks around and goes, hey, that's a great idea. A mm. death tax. Let's have a death tax. Mm-hmm. Let's have a tax for when you die. I mean, think about this. Somebody actually brought that up and somebody actually raised their hands that thought it was a good idea to tax you after you're dead. Right. Right. This is nuts. It is crazy. These people are nuts. And whatever people happened to the concept of, you know, personal property and being able to hand that down, doesn't, doesn't the money you saved qualify as personal property? How's that any different? Yeah. How is that any, any different from some other fair family heirloom, except you just haven't turned the money into a product yet? But that's, that's the reasoning. That's the reasoning right there, because you haven't converted it because it's still cash. I heard somebody speaking about this, and that was their justification, because it was not converted. It was still cash. That's BS. Well, it is BS. It's, it's just totally a justification. BS. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. The fact of the matter is you pay taxes on just about everything your whole life, mm-hmm. everything, including your property. You paid tax on it already. You paid tax on your mortgage. You pay tax on your town taxes. You pay tax. So you tell me that you got a house left over that you want to leave to a loved one. They have to pay tax on that. 
Again, how many times do you have to pay tax on the same thing? Well, this is what I've been saying all along. Yeah. You know, you put I mean, a new bathroom in your house, you're paying a tax on it. Yeah. 20 years later, you put another new, you know, you replace that bathroom. Now you're paying tax on the old bathroom and the new bathroom. Yeah, it's uh, this is the stuff that this is. There's only one guy that can fix this stuff that's antiquated. I'm just going to use that word antiquated. Yep. And that's the man that's in the White House right now. Love, love him or hate him. It doesn't matter. The guy knows what he's doing. Oh, by the way, that. he's not a politician. He's a businessman. So speaking of taxes, I know you guys are going to love this one. Go, oh, the Murphy? The Murphy. Yeah. Governor Murphy is proposing a state property tax now. As if we don't pay enough property tax. Local community, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so he, he now, now he's proposing a statewide property tax. Well, he's broke, just like uh, the spot team in Albany. They, they, don't, they don't have any money. Right. They don't have any money, so they're trying to figure out any way to get money. Listen, I also saw that Murphy's uh, offering baby bonds. To help the state out. There's uh, only mm-hmm. baby bonds. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, you know, instead of really see, this is this is the difference between a businessman and just a slug or or mm-hmm. bad attorney, right? They don't look at the actual problem. They just look at try to, you know, fix they try to just instead of just instead of putting a the a, a gash that needs surgery, they put a band-aid on it to hold mm-hmm. it off. And then it's for the next person's problem, right? Mm-hmm. right. The old expression, the kicking a can down the road. Instead of Murphy really looking at why, why the and and and, and Cuomo what, looking at their states and saying why are we in the red? What's happening? What's causing us to go in the red? Let's fix that. No. Well, they see what they, they won't want to throw more money. Just ask people they, for more money. They have the excuse of COVID now because this way, if they go back and say, well, you know, we got so broke, you know, starting from. February or March of last year, and it's Trump's fault. You know, the economy is Trump's yeah, fault. But this way, they don't have to answer for because nobody goes past that and says, "Well, you know, this this has been an underlying problem for years." But nobody, you know, I mean, we do, but a good portion of people don't. They well, don't. They're going. You know, this is why the information's got to get out. That dog won't hunt. You know that, T- um, Tony. You're absolutely right. These states have been in trouble long before COVID. Oh yeah. You know, this is all about low information people getting very little information and so when 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 the news stations are controlling the narrative and they're pushing out this little information they're trying to get you to think a certain way and a lot of people that's the only way they're getting their information they're not looking at alternative news sources and non-funded news sources right that don't have uh, uh, an investment in telling one side of the story or a narrative right you know when, when you're dealing with people who are actually reporting the real news then you get really do get the full stories behind all this stuff and you know like like de blasio's wife who spent nearly a billion dollars that they they can't account for. They don't even know yeah. what, what happened to them. You know, mm-hmm. so there yeah. are a lot of people out there with very little information, but they're actually going on that information like it's gospel. You know, you know, Anna, you're talking about this, and uh, you mentioned somebody before who the street performer, and I think I know who you mean. Yeah, we'll just call him the Bard of Burbank. Yes, yes, <laughs> the Bard of Burbank. And uh, and he was talking about this just the other day. Exactly what you're saying right now about the, the, the how, how they kind of put a governor on on the not governor like the state governor but a governor on on the information only a certain amount goes through and when they hit a certain cap 
they cut it off and you just don't get any deeper than that. It all becomes just a superficial rhetoric that they continue to repeat. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, the one story that comes to mind is the, the this whole, the whole bit with Nancy Pelosi in the hair salon, you know, you, you're getting the story that she was a victim, right? That's getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Mm-hmm. And now who's the real victim, the salon owner, they have to shut the doors now because mm-hmm. of all the, all right. That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's horrible, really, the way the way all this works out half the time, because the people are making decisions. The good people of the country are making decisions on very little information or bad information or bad information. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at look at the latest, um, which you guys I mean, we have to congratulate somebody here. I don't know who it is, but Trump, I heard, has been um, uh, been put up for two two um, Nobel Peace yeah, Prize. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not one, but two. And it was only one one TV station that mentioned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you got to be kidding me. They still, I didn't even hear that. I heard, I heard a guy from Sweden, Montana. I heard a guy from Sweden talking about it because I think that's where he got nominated, the first one out of Sweden. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the Peace Prize. And um, he was saying, I got to tell you something, I fell off my chair because the guy was talking to me. He goes, we're still trying to figure out why Obama got his. Right. There you <laughs> go. I was just going to say, the guy did nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not only that, didn't he get it like a month after he was in office? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. The um, ridiculous. the the two the two that Trump had been nominated for was the Middle East peace uh, agreement that he reached, and then also the one in Kosovo that happened. Right. Uh, also, all with, and he did these things like within forty five days, and he's working heard on a nothing. new one right now. Yeah, he's working on a new one right now. Mm-hmm. Another one. There you yeah. go. Another one. I you never heard anything about it. Let's switch gears a little bit. Switch go gears. President Trump. Go Goya. Um, Ammo, you can appreciate this. You know, one side of me, I was I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I couldn't help. The other side of me says, this is, you know, the IT side of me says, this is serious. Um, in my opinion, people should have been let go. But anyhow, so um, this, the, the town of Brookfield, <laughs> that in the West, got Zoom bombed. They had their first class. And the class got Zoom bombed, high school. And it was a guy not from the high school. He was from out of town. Okay. And he, uh, he threw everybody a moon. <laughs> every, yeah, that's why I burst out laughing. I went, oh, my God. You know, science class. Okay, we're yeah. going to learn a little bit about the anatomy. Here we go. Oh, you know. <laughs> and so he moons everybody. Oh, boy. And then, and then he takes a gun out, right? And, um, you know, I don't know what, what are the comments he made. But that's not the only school that got Zoom bombed. There's been quite a few of them. And, um, you know, I don't know what happened on them. I mean, obviously, all this is under investigation. The superintendent of schools, you know, is freaking out and saying we've taken every precaution to ensure our security. Well, I guess not. Right. I guess if you're a enough hacker, you'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You can't get it. I mean, Zoom, I've always had a problem with Zoom. I've told the people that I work with and help um, stay away from Zoom because, uh, you're not smart enough to know what the code to read the code, and you can't, if you can't read the code, you don't know what it's doing. And in the beginning, when Zoom came out, even before people were getting Zoom bombed, that code was sending information and videos clips back to the the government of China. And mm-hmm. you know what? You know what? No one knows that it's not right now. Still, right, right now, right. still. And once you send that information back, they got information as to where your location is, what your IP address is. All this stuff that people don't even understand what it is. So um, I wasn't surprised to see that. Um, I just hope 
you know, they figure out a different way, a different type of conferencing to use, whether it's WebEx or, or Teams, Microsoft Teams, which are much more secure um, to do that. But I mean, here we go. And this gets into the whole remote learning ammo. I mean, so many of these schools are being challenged every which way to Sunday with this stuff. Yep, yep, yep. And I'll tell you this uh, from a teacher's point of view, you know, the, the teachers are having technology thrown at them and saying, go do what you do so well. And what they don't understand is that the amount of preparation that it takes to do an online class that is somewhat meaningful goes beyond any type of planning you could ever really actually do. You know, um, you're up at six, you're out of school if you're lucky and leave when you can uh, a little bit after three. And then you're, you're coming home, having dinner and you're spending till midnight, one, 2 a.m. sometimes just trying to put something meaningful together for the kids. And I'll, and I'll make a prediction right now. I think, and this has been my prediction, you know, last year, towards the end of the year. Yeah, it was a kind of a novel thing and everybody just sort of went with the flow and did the best we could. Now you're talking about, okay, now they're talking about, okay, now, now they're going to evaluate teachers in this model. All of a sudden, wow. just pulling that can't be yeah. the model. Yeah. That can't be the model. Yeah, uh -huh. is, this can't be the model, right? This isn't what anybody signed up for, right? So we're, we're just trying our best to do it. And so what's, what's going to happen is, and it's already started to happen, let's not kid ourselves, but even more so as this puppy rolls on like this, we're going to start losing even more qualified teachers. So right now we have a shortage, and that's, that shortage is actually what's, what has caused this whole remote learn statewide remote learning situation to begin with. Well, a lot of it, doesn't a lot of it have to do with some of these teachers just, they don't want to teach because, because of COVID. Uh, some of it does. Yes. There's, there's a certain amount of, let's put it this way. I, I, people are falling into several categories who are not out. So in my district alone, there's over 150 teachers who are at home or teaching from home, te gotcha. te teaching remotely. Uh, where I am, I go to school, I physically attend the building, but I'm teaching from an empty classroom. So I have my teaching set up there and, and I'm teaching the kids are 100% remote right now. I'm at the secondary level. So the, so, uh, all those kids are home. Um, yeah. so, I don't know. yeah, so what's happening right now is, is that, um, you know, parents now are starting to, to, to itch. So let me go back to the, to the three uh, reasons. One reason is uh, you have, may have teachers with several comorbidities that are really at risk. So those people have filed for exemptions to come back to work and those uh, medical ones were granted. You have, you have people who are either sick themselves or are caring for a family member. So they're on family care leave, some of them. Right. And then you have then you have the people who are just saying, you know what, if you force me to come in, I quit because right. because I, right. I'm done. If, if you're going to expose me to that, I'm done. So you have people they're on all sides of the fence here, if it's possible to be on three or four sides of a fence. But that's what's going on. And so wow. it forces that you just don't have the staff to staff the buildings at that point. Right. Well, let me ask you something. What's your take on the whole thing? Would you would you feel safe teaching in a class? Me personally, I don't have a problem if at this point, if they do it the way they they were originally going to do it by me, which was they were splitting up the kids into what they call cohorts. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So, you know, each day, at least you had a chance to see some of your kids. So like, let's say, let's say I have a class with 16 kids, 17 kids, 20 kids. It depends on the class size. But one day I might have five kids and I can space them out around my room. And I wouldn't feel, I, I would have no problem with that. Um, because there's plenty of room where I teach, right? The next day I'd see five other kids. So in between, you're wiping everything down. You're, you know, you're, you're sanitizing everything. Then they come in. You know, right. the real problem right now is, and of course, you talk about little or no information, and we're all, we're all trying to make the best of the information we're getting. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on. Ha, ha, are they better at treating COVID? I believe they are. That's why we're not hear, hearing the death toll daily uh, going up and up and up and up. Right. Right. Uh, where I live, the death toll has been 37 people, and it's been that since July. Yeah, see? Since the I don't beginning know of July. Why, I don't know why these schools can't open, like you said, just using some just some common sense. You know, they, they have, they have, they've cleaned these classrooms. You know, they've disinfected them and you have the kids you let the kids wear a mask if it's yep. that much of a oh problem. yeah that plan it. was in and place but it. it comes listen tony it comes right back down to the same thing staffing if you don't have the certified staff in the building you can't open well you know it's funny i saw a thing on the news the other night where they were showing um the new york city subways and they are saying how safe the new york city subways are because every night after the shifts or whatever, you know, they're in there and they're showing people with the, you know, the, the pressure sprayers of the sanitizers and everything else. And if, if you're looking at New York City subways as being a non-contagious area, well, you know, how much more contagious, uh, you know, could it be, uh, you know, than being stuck in a subway car? So if they can uh, alleviate the problems there, they can certainly alleviate it in, in classrooms and voting booths. And, and don't get me started with the voting thing. But, um, yeah, it, it can be done if they follow the proper guidelines. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. If 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 you if you can get the places cleaned, you should be able to do it. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, again they've managed to make this thing a mountain out of a molehill. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying this, this uh, flu virus. It's bad, but it's not shut the country down bad. In my opinion, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a businessman, but I do know this, what, what happened to this country over this thing as compared to, you know, in the past is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Well, it's the same thing. I don't know. I I mean, like, so what's the end, what's the end result? I mean, seriously, uh, is the country waiting for a vaccine that half of the people are going to say, I ain't taking it anyway because it ain't mm-hmm. safe? I mean, think about it. What's the end thing? Biden already said that he's going to shut the country down again. If the yeah. scientists would say so. Well, you know, that's something I hope that the Trump administration and the campaign people mention. He wants to shut your country down again. You don't have to say anything else. Just say he wants to shut the country down. Right. Good now, point. Well, and Mike, isn't it ironic? I mean, what their platform is is saying that the reason we're in such dire straits um, is because he didn't shut the country down soon enough. Right. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. You can't do it both ways. You can't say, oh, geez, you didn't shut us down. Then you're like, oh, Christ, you're keeping us shut down. No, you guys are keeping everything shut down. Well, you know what? I, you know, anytime they talk about him not shutting the country down in time, you know, refer to the fact how he he uh, 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 he initiated his first committee on January 20th or 21st, specifically dealing with COVID. 
And in the beginning of first week of March, there are clips out there of Bill de Blasio telling people, now, nah, come on out, have dinner in Chinatown. Don't be afraid and everything. March, March 3rd, yeah. or March 4th. Yeah, that was Pelosi too. Pelosi And Pelosi too, yeah, in California. So, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Just have those things ready. You, you don't have to have Trump do anything in the ads. Just, you know, just broadcast those things and just say, really? Vote for Trump, you know? That's it. I know. Hey, guys, you know, one other thing, I'm just going to circle back for a second on the old, uh, all the protests that are going on. Um, or I should say the riots, not protests. Um, I, I heard that uh, recently, I don't know if it's true, that um, in Rochester, the whole police department resigned, including the captain, the chief. Yes, I, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear about the whole police department, but I heard all of the officers, like all of the leaders. Right? Oh, okay. Is it now the whole police maybe department? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, all the, yeah, the whole, all, it's all in the brass resigned. Yeah. Does it surprise you if you had absolutely no support? No. I, I think the only reason people are staying on the job is because they need the money. Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. didn't need the money, they'd all be gone. You, oh, New I know. City, New York City could depend on de Blasio. Give him a hat and a badge. Oh, I know. Because he'd be the only one defending anybody. Because these poor cops, they can't do their job. I mean, think about it. You're taking your life in your hands, number one. You arrest the person, and they're out again. You see him out on the street the next day. That's, <laughs> that's got to um, really give you a real boost of morale. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Speaking of morale, and, and this is kind of a side topic, but this has to do with 9-11 yesterday. And I don't know if you guys had heard anything about it, but the military had planned a memorial flyover just, uh, you know, uh, in remembrance of 9-11. You would not believe the backlash from de Blasio and the liberal media and the liberal uh, uh, politicians of how tasteless this was to have airplanes on 9-11. It's like, are you kidding? They told, they, they told the military, no. you got to be kidding me. No, no, I'm not. I did not see that story. Yes. Yeah, read about it. Read yeah, about I, it. That's, wow. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It just doesn't surprise me because... I have to tell you, I don't think anything de Blasio does at this point could surprise me. I mean, he is so far, I don't know where he is. I just don't know where he is, and I can't believe, Mike, you brought it up earlier in the pod. I can't believe Cuomo hasn't fired him just on the fact of his wife can't find any of that money. That alone, that alone, just right there. Forget about all the other nonsense that he's caused in New York City. The fact that she took all of those funds... And it went nowhere. Nothing. Nothing was accomplished. The reason he won't do that is because it throws a negative light on the left when they need all the positive light they can possibly do. Because if they do that and they show that there's conflict of interests and conflict of uh, philosophy in the in the liberal left in New York, that's a big plus for Trump in this area. And they're not going to do it. They're losing, you know, apartments are down 25% vacancies. That's the greatest they've ever had. People are living, leaving New York City in droves. Up where we are, you can, the houses are flying off the shelf. Because mm-hmm. People are getting the hell out of this city. 250,000 um, applications for change of address forms in the month of July uh, or August. What I think it may have been July. Uh, in, in New York City, 250,000 
don't change they about realize, them. Don't they realize that they're, 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 it's like, you know, when they say when the hole is deep, drop the shovel. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't they realize they got to drop the shovel at this point? No. Don't they realize that they're going deeper in a hole with all these businesses that can't come back? All they don't people care. People let them leave, and that's revenue. That's revenue. All they, they, they're going to hold off, and they're going to hold their stance for the next 45 days. Yep. And, well, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something, folks, and listen up carefully on this. If, if it happens that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris get in, I'm going to tell you something right now. You better hold on to your wallet because you're going to see there's no way, there's no way that this country can dig out of the hole that we're already in and getting deeper that these people are going to dig another mm-hmm. feet. We're past the basement already. Mm-hmm. We're past the basement. And if, if people are kidding themselves, and we are the greatest country in the world, but I'll tell you one thing, so was Rome at one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know what happened to Rome. So yep. these people better really, really, really smarten up and understand that this is a business and we need a businessman that needs to run it. Not a couple of I, Kamala Harris, I have to tell you, with all due respect, I don't know her background other than she was uh, the, the attorney general of California. That's it. To me, that's not qualification to become a vice president. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. These, she's in way over her head, and I don't think Biden's going to be around too long because he's stumbling pretty hard lately. And, yeah, and yeah. It concerns I mean, me as a citizen. See, when you, you know? look at these two campaigns, you're looking at a complete contrast in what's going on. I mean, Trump's out there on the campaign trail um, working hard. He say he's working hard just doing his job, much less all the campaigning. And Biden is like holding these little get together things and pre-scripted interviews. And it's it's just yeah. bizarre to me. It leads me to think that there is a deeper game going on here. And I, I'm I'm just getting ready for it. You know, I think somebody, somebody I, I, definitely, definitely. Somebody, I'm you're killing me. I'm you're killing me. I'm telling you, I'm just somebody I'm looking at that Lori Lightfoot. I love it. You <laughs> me up, dude. Somebody somebody put a post up the other day uh, regarding the whole thing with Biden. And they said, mark my words, this is what's going to happen. Joe Biden, sometime within the next two or three weeks, is going to be, quote unquote, diagnosed with COVID, that he's doing okay, but he will not be available to do his debates. And then miraculously, after debate time comes, he'll be as, okay, uh, he got over it. So this well, way, he- you know what? I'm going to I'm going to wonder how a guy at 74 or what is 77 can get over COVID without mm-hmm. any uh, hydrochloroquine mm-hmm. or or remdesivir. Uh, you know, I'd love to know how a guy that is going to be able to kick that. That to me is the biggest smokescreen horseshit nonsense I've ever heard in my life. They can try that stuff, but you know what? Again, that dog ain't going to hunt nowhere. Right. You know, we got a lot of stupid people in this country, but not that many. That's right. Not that mm-hmm. many. <laughs> Unfortunately, we know too many of them personally. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, like I said, I just hope people, if they could just get over the hate. You know, you remember, guys, the, the hate started before he was president. Oh yeah, the hate, the hate started for this man when he was in the debates. They just, you know, he was a bully. They didn't like he called little Marco and you know Sleepy Jeb or whatever it is. I mean. Um, they just didn't like a crooked Hillary. They don't, they think that's bullying. You know what I mean? They mm. think that's bullying. And the hate started that day, and it hasn't stopped. Well, Maxine Waters was even saying, if he gets elected, we're going to impeach 45. You know? That's right. Right. Maxine Waters, in my opinion, should have been arrested for inciting riots when that one clip where she was telling, do you get, you get in their face 
You get in there, you go to the restaurants, you get in their face, you get in there. Speaking of restaurants, did you see what happened? It was in Rochester where the people were eating dinner. Oh, yeah. They came through the whole thing throwing chairs. You know, I'll tell you, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, it's scary. You wonder why there's no ammo in Florida. Right. Well, that's why. That's why. Not too many of the not too many of those gun owners are going to be uh, Joe Biden voters. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I got to tell you something. People are just they don't feel comfortable right now. No, nope. they don't feel comfortable because there's nobody to call for help. There's nobody yep. to call for help. Right. That's well, Tony, the, the gun sales in March and it continues to not rise, but stay outrageous. The gun sale, I think we hit like two point five million guns were sold mm-hmm. in March. Mm hmm. And then it kept trending like it went down kind of and then it popped back up, I think, in June. But I mean, that's a shit. And, you know, I know a lot of people that have tried to buy guns and they can't. They're They're all sold out. So, I mean, it's a whole thing. But that shows you what the state of the country is. I think people are like, you know what? Oh, we're going to get rid of the police. We've got people burning the cities down. People in the cities can't even go to work in their businesses. No one in the government is doing anything about it. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Well, it's 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 like you said, Martin, it's all the uncertainty. And that that uncertainty is causing, you know, people to be a lot of anxiety. And they're saying, well, listen, if I can't call the cops, I'm going to have something to protect me and my family and my property. And there we go. We go back to the things that something I said a few pods ago where that's one of the basic things people want is just to feel secure. And how the hell do you feel secure when you don't have any police who can come to your house if if needed? You know? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. The whole thing is is scary because when I think of that couple that uh, they're the ones that got arrested for defending their property. um, That's that's just scares me that, you know, it's like. Here's people protecting their property with legal firearms and they get they get charged. Oh, I just read something, by the way, the, the quote protesters uh, on that couple's property. They were charged with trespassing. But that flies right in the face of all the people who said they were on public property. Right. So right. if they if they were charged with trespassing, they indeed were trespassing. Exactly. There you go. There you go. So and, you know, they got uh, that one guy, that one lunatic that. um Shot that Trump supporter in the back, um, you know, killing that guy. Oh yeah, uh, on the streets of Oregon. The uh, the U.S. Marshals uh, sent him to the other side. Yep, uh, which is a good thing because people like that, you know, just don't deserve to be walking the face of the earth, in my opinion. Sorry, uh, you know, rather than put him in jail and give him uh, food and exercise and let him study to, to get his bachelor's and master's degree on our dime uh, right. in these prisons. You know what I mean? For the next thirty ridiculous. years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, Mike, I was watching the Three Stooges the other night. And um, uh, anyhow, it was really funny because there was a scene where they're all on a chain gang. You know, they got the striped outfits on and they're they're breaking these rocks. And I'm going, whatever happened to that? I mean, what was that such a bad thing? I mean, you you, you commit a crime against uh, humanity. Well, what's wrong with putting you to work? You know? Well, Giuliani did that in New York. Didn't he put people that were on probation or just clean up the city? Yeah, he did. Like, he oh, did. But, you know, he, what happened, Mike, what, what stopped that, which is what, why we don't do it anymore throughout the country, are the unions. They said they're taking our jobs away. Do you believe it? Because I think it makes sense. Let them go out and fix the roads, potholes, clean all the garbage up. 
You know what I mean? Why not? Uh, no, 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 no. You're taking our job from us. So, but somehow they got to, they got to figure some way in because the fact, a lot of these prisons, like I said, you can go get your, your, your college degree. Um, you, you're exercising like in a full-time gym. Some of these, some of these jails have better equipment than some of these gyms. And I mean, they're supposed to be punishment. I don't know what's, what's so, you know, where the punishment is when you're allowed to exercise and you're allowed to, uh, you know, study, I mean, you know, to get a degree, no less, on our dime. I'm going to say, hey, folks, thanks for joining us on our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Listen, there's just not enough time in the day to us to cover everything. But if you can think of anything you'd like us to talk to, please leave us a message. If it's a good message, we'll actually play it and talk talk on our pod about it. Um, and until then, you guys have a safe, great week, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Take care. Take care.